Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I question the Federal Reserve's ongoing bond buying. Another week, another multi-trillion dollar spending proposal. Joe Biden is acting as if he won a thumping mandate for another great society, whereas he won in part because Trump never managed to win enough moderate support. The fiscal reaction to COVID was already ample last year. I suspect that the COVID relief that was passed a few weeks ago, just as vaccines were being rolled out and the economy recovering, will be looked at as money not well spent. There's no argument that it was a blunt tool. In the interest of speed, they just mailed money to anyone who qualified based on their 2019 tax return, instead of using a more selective approach, such as targeting people in hospitality, which was hit very hard, or people who had actually lost their jobs. Firing Rochelle Walensky, the new head of the CDC, would have helped too. A few weeks ago, she described a feeling of impending doom about a jump in infections. What the heck is wrong with her? I'm not saying she should be willfully upbeat if the figures don't support it, but a little bit more positive outlook would help things get back to normal. It would lessen the need for continued fiscal stimulus. Fed Chair Jay Powell held a press conference last week following the two-day FOMC meeting. So let me start with just saying that we're very strongly committed to achieving our objectives of maximum employment and price stability. Uh, our, our price stability goal is 2% inflation over the longer run, and we believe that having inflation average 2% over time will help anchor long-term inflation expectations at 2%. With inflation having run persistently below 2% for some time, the committee seeks inflation moderately above inflation, above 2% for some time. The Fed's been very clear that they want to see the 8 million people who have lost their jobs in the past year back at work. The unemployment rate was as low as 3.5% 15 months ago, and there wasn't much sign of inflation then. So today's 6% rate hardly seems like a problem. But we've never had to deal with a pandemic before, and the economy keeps getting more and more stimulus. It's feeding through into higher prices on many commodities, including steel, copper, and lumber. It's fueling house prices too, but the Fed regards those as logistical challenges that will be sorted out in time. Larry Summers was Treasury Secretary under Obama. He's been quite outspoken in criticizing the amount of fiscal stimulus, which he believes will lead to inflation. COVID recovery has accelerated, which is a very good thing, but means more demand pressure. And the Fed has stuck to its guns on no rate hikes for, for years and years, and continuing to grow its balance sheet. So it seems to me that what was kindling is now igniting. And I am much more worried that we'll have either inflation or we will have a pretty dramatic fiscal monetary collision. I can understand why the Fed wants to wait a long time to tighten short-term rates. But the ongoing bond buying of $120 billion a month seems harder to defend. 
Back in the 2008 financial crisis, the Fed successfully introduced quantitative easing, or QE, to push long-term yields down. And it probably made sense for the Fed to be in there buying long-term bonds 13 months ago, when markets were panicked over COVID. But given the level of spending since then from Washington, continuing the bond buying just seems to be going overboard. The Fed has no way to elegantly exit. When they stop, yields will go up. It's like a drug. We're hooked on the narcotic of debt monetization. Our debt is approaching the levels that followed World War II once you adjust for the size of the economy. And the Fed is helping that process by making it cheap for the government to borrow more. It's hard to be a fiscal hawk nowadays because rates are so low, it seems there's no cost to endless borrowing. The Fed is making it that way. Without them, 10-year Treasury yields would be above 2%, still very low by historical standards. The market would be communicating the cost of fiscal policy. The Fed's buying of bonds mutes the message and hides the cost. Bill Dudley used to head the New York Fed and was vice chair of the FOMC, the Fed's policymaking committee. Here's what he had to say about the Fed's bond buying program. Well, I think the problem that they have is that at some point they are going to have to turn the dial back uh, away from uh, you know, significant accommodation. And when they touch that dial or when they're perceived to about to touch that dial, markets are going to react. So I think it's going to be very difficult for the Fed to you know, avoid a, you know, a bond taper t- tantrum. Uh, you know, you're either all in or you're not. And at some point, the Fed's not going to be all in. And when that happens, uh, markets are going to react. The Fed should be exiting the bond buying now and let bond markets find their own level. But they're not. And so investors need to consider that the Fed is more willing to tolerate higher inflation than you as an investor would want. They're fine with inflation above 2% while we make sure everyone who wants a job has one. By keeping a lid on bond yields, they run the risk that inflation will be higher than it should be. If you care about maintaining purchasing power and preserving the value of the dollar, the Fed isn't really on your side. They're focused on employment, and they've defined inflation so narrowly that it'll be a long time before they feel the need to act. Because the Fed has no plans to worry about inflation for a long time, investors ought to be just a bit more concerned. Think about how a 3% inflation rate will affect your investments, or even 4%, because that's what it might take before the Fed decides they need to act. In past rate cycles, they've often looked as if they'll be late in raising rates, but this time around, they intend to be late. Pipeline stocks are one sector that is benefiting from rising commodity prices. It's often said, don't fight the Fed but don't let them lull you into complacency either. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.